welcome to another edition of Salvation Solutions. I'm your co-host, Leslie. I am Aramis. And I am Pastor D. And today we will be talking about the might of faith. Yes. So first of all, Pastor D, <laughs> what exactly is faith and how does it work? Well, Sister Leslie, that is a great question. Um, and, and it's something that we need to spend as much time on um, probably more than the show allows because, because the believer is called to live by faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. And in these next few ep- uh, series, uh, what we, we're going to be dealing with last week, we dealt with the, the fight of faith. This week we're dealing with the might of faith. We're going to be dealing with the side of faith. We're going to de- be dealing with the plight of faith. We're going to be li- dealing with the, the, um, there's another aspect of it, uh, that deals with how faith, the, how faith, the outcomes of faith. So there's a lot of aspects to it that we, that we'll be dealing with, but um, we got to define it. We got to know what it is. Most people's definition of faith is Hebrews 11, 1, mm-hmm. which I think last week we talked about is not a definition of faith, but it is more of a description of what faith becomes once it is activated, once it's planted into our heart, and once we, we begin to execute the actions of faith. It becomes substance. It becomes evidence. It becomes so real within us. We see exactly what it is God would have us to see. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's, that's more, how most people define faith. But really, the Lord gives us a definition of what faith is. It, is. it is God's word in your spirit. Mm-hmm. The word is designed to be implanted into the spirit of man. But it's not, it's not, the, it's not I got to be careful how I say this, but it's, it's not necessarily the, the logos has to be spoken into the spirit. Right, Jesus said, "Man shall live. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God." It's one thing for me to read it, and that's important. We mm-hmm. talked about that because that helps you to develop in here to hear. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is to hear what you've read spoken by the Spirit. Once it's spoken to you by the Spirit, then you are in the realm of faith. What most people call living by faith. And I don't know if it was last week we talked about it over here, but they call living by faith is when they have a situation in their life where they, they got a life that they want to live, mm-hmm. right? Not God inspired, mm-hmm. maybe halfway God inspired or whatever, but they got a way they want things done. And, and, and then they go find a scripture or they hear me quote a scripture, they hear everyone's quote a scripture, they hear somebody that connects them, they quote a scripture. And they try to take that scripture and apply it to their life how they want it. Mm-hmm. So Aramis might want a brand new car. I mean, this is totally made up. He might want a brand new car, but it's not God's will for him to have a brand new car at this time in his life. Okay. Right? But then Aramis go and take the scripture, my God shall supply my need, and apply it to that situation. That. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that, that, ain't, that ain't living by faith. Right. That's presumption. Jesus, we see that played out in Jesus' temptation. Mm-hmm. When you try to take the scripture and apply it to a situation that's going to that's cause your outcome to be what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. He says, he said, no, I'm not going to tempt the Lord that God and do that. That's, that's, that's presumption. That's tempting God when you take a scripture that he's given us to make us aware and to develop a, a language and try to make it apply to your life the way you see fit. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when we talk about how faith works, that's how most people think faith works. But the way faith works is as you spend time with God, the most intimate, the most intimate um, operational or, or mechanism given the man of salvation. Mm-hmm. Everything is designed around intimacy. Everything is designed around communion. God is not going to give you anything or, or ask you to do anything that's going to drive you away from him and cause you not to have, be the, at the highest level of intimacy with him. Mm-hmm. Faith is, is discharged to us only at the highest level of, of communion. 
once you are so intimate with Father, once you are so uh, engaged in that love affair that he can speak to you in a, in a love language that only you and him have between each other, now he can speak to you what you've read. And now your life now unfolds. Mm-hmm. Now your life unfolds. Uh, so when we talk about how faith works, it starts when you're hearing a proceeding word. Once you hear a proceeding word, now you can say the word. Remember, we talked about uh, Psalm 66, verse 11. It says, God has spoken once, just twice have I heard it. Mm-hmm. So you got to hear the word multiple times. So, But God God will speak it to you once, in a sense. That, again, don't get caught in the numerics of it. But you got now you got to say it, right? I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about an aspect of faith today that deals with once faith comes or how faith functions is by speaking, by your words. Your words, your words are the... Are the are the first fruit that faith yields mm-hmm. is what you say, and so how faith works, and we're talking about the God kind of faith, just mm-hmm. so we're clear, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Right? Just so we're clear, because a lot of folks, you know, they get their own kind of faith. They, <laughs> as you were speaking, <laughs> yeah. it, it made me think about something like the God. I'm glad you brought up the God kind of faith because you know how sometimes you'll have a friend or somebody saying you know, that they're struggling with maybe financial stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but they have a skill and you actually need that skill because you don't have it. And you'll say, oh, well, can you do whatever? But they don't know you're going to pay them and you try to pay them. And then, no, 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 no. My God yeah. shall supply all my needs. But he's supplying it through me, right? It's, I mean, are uh, they trying to be, show that they have faith? To be religious. That's okay. Be religious. But that's not the God kind of faith. Oh, they're being arrogant. Okay, they're, they're being arrogant. arrogant. That's okay. people, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. That's, that's great. Most, yeah. folk, most folk won't pick up and pick it up like that, but that's yeah. arrogance, mm-hmm. right? Because in their mind, in their mind, you know, they're, they're exalting, they're exalting what, how they think and how they want God to supply the need over how God said he would supply your need. Right. He says, he says this in, 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 uh, first Corinthians, the seventh chapter. Mm-hmm. When, when speaking of the gifts of the spirit, mm-hmm. he says, Holy Spirit has given the gifts for all men to profit, mm-hmm. to profit. That word profit, that means to make money, mm-hmm. to, to, to gain, to build wealth, right? The gifts and callings of God are designed to bring us into a level of wealth that we, that we won't have, we won't have need of anything, but we can also be a blessing, right? So, so when they decide that they don't want to take money <laughs> because of the gift God has given them, mm-hmm. they're being arrogant. Okay. Being arrogant, right? Mm-hmm. They just, uh, uh, well, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll give yeah. them the benefit of the doubt. They just don't know better. They don't know better. <laughs> okay. Okay. They That's don't right. know better. We'll give them That's the benefit of the doubt. Some yeah. folk know better. Mm-hmm. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And so, but that that's how that works in our in our building wealth God's way brand. We go into this in in intricate detail mm-hmm. of how wealth creation for the believer begins with the gift that God has given them to cause them to profit. You got to d- discover it. You got to develop it. You got to design it. You got to deploy it. And then that's how you, that's how you monetize it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all, it's all built into our gift set. And so that's, that's uh, another aspect of people um, attempting, attempting to walk by faith, to live mm-hmm. by faith is when they, you know, my God says apply my knee. Yeah. But here, here's it is. Here it is. We, we, I'm going back and forth about a series um, about Jehovah Jireh. Mm-hmm. Right. So we all, we all scream, run around the church, start flipping over and doing all kinds of stuff in the service. When people start saying Jehovah Jireh and the preacher get up there and say, God is about to supply your need and God is going to open this door and God is going to do this great. He's your provider. Don't you worry about nothing. You just be patient. When we start, they folks start running around the church, right? They do it on purpose. They taking know what they're laps. doing. No, they take a lap. They know what they're doing. <laughs> but our Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord who sees and provides, mm-hmm. has a provisional system. Okay. 
right? It, it's a system. Yep. You, you, you can't usurp the system. Mm-hmm. You can't override the system. You have to abide within the confines of the system. If Aramis goes before God and he says, Lord, you said you would supply my need. He said, he'll say, I have. Lord, I want, I, want, I want to be a millionaire. He'll say, you can. Because he's already given him everything he needs. Mm-hmm. He's given him the gift of music mm-hmm. in every fashion, from singing it to producing it. I'm still wondering why he hasn't broke out in a song on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, he just opened his mouth and it's like, yeah, I'm, cut, waiting cut, 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 please, I'm waiting on that to happen. I'm waiting on that to happen. Yeah, we'll get him singing one day. We'll get him singing. <laughs> but, the, the, but that's just, that. there it is. It's, it's, it's his provisional, his provider has given him a provision, a provision to do it through his gifting, mm-hmm. right? And now, now it's up to us to develop the skills that go along with entrepreneurship to, and monetizing mm-hmm. to do that. But, but that's God's, a provider, but he has a provisional system. The way we want him to be our provider is, you know, something happens miraculously and we just sit back there and, you know, God override his complete system right. to, you know, provide supply of need. And that's not how it works. Where the revelation was revealed to us was when Abraham was asked to take Isaac up to the altar, uh, I should say to the mount mm-hmm. and then offer him, offer him up. Well, <clears throat> what's key to that scripture is Abraham said this, he said in the mount of the Lord, mm-hmm. In the mount of the Lord is when he saw his provision. Remember, the word mount deals with governmental structures. So when when you're under the governmental guidance and the governmental structures of the kingdom of God, your need is supplied. Let's get that straight. Mm -hmm. Your need is supplied. Not will be. Your need is supplied. The faith life is finished. We can't stress that enough. It's finished. Mm -hmm. How much of man's accomplishments on on earth has affected the ability to exercise faith because I, you mean without God? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're all anointed to do something. We all have a gifting to do something. It doesn't necessarily mean that, that we're doing it by faith or it doesn't necessarily like, like we could just be using our natural talents to yeah. do something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how much of that affects how people view the, the importance of, operating in faith or, or the value I, I would say of operating in faith. That's a, that's a great question. It affects it greatly. It affects it greatly. You take somebody that's seven feet tall. If you see somebody that's seven feet tall, what's the first thing come to somebody's mind? They could dunk a basketball. basketball. He should be in the NBA. Yep. <laughs> just because he's seven feet don't mean he's supposed to be in the NBA though. Mm-hmm. Just because he's seven feet. Right. Yeah. So what happens is, but because we have a worldly structure that will, that will glorify and will enable him to maximize on him being seven feet tall. He can go ahead and maximize it and do it. And God ain't got nothing to do with it mm-hmm. and make billions of dollars. And God wouldn't have a thing to do with it. Right. Right. So we have, we have the capability, even, even with the residual state or the residual nature of God as, as fallen humanity, there's still that residual of being created in the image and the likeness of God that enables us to get things done even outside of the confines of the will of God. Mm-hmm. See, unless you're one of them folks that believe yeah, God is in control of everything and God is, yeah, no, you, you know, you know, unless you're part of that kind of foolishness. But no, that's, that's not what it is. You can be successful. And I believe because of that, because of that, people people will shy away or not totally submit because you can't have a certain degree of success outside of the boundaries of the kingdom of God and the faith life. Mm. 
And so that's what that becomes a hindrance to a lot of people. Like, 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 how do you, how do you, how do you tell, um, you know, um, how do you tell Bill Gates he need to get saved for what? Right. Saved for what? Well, like you need, you need a relationship for Lord for what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am God. In his mind, I'm for he don't he he he's not unless there you know. And again, we're looking at it from the outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have marital problems. He could have a problem in his body. He could get yeah. sick. In those type, into something like that. Yeah. Now right. there's a need. Most folks get saved out of necessity, mm-hmm. right? They get saved out of necessity, and so that that's a great uh, question because that's what hinders a lot of people. Even saved folk, even folk after they yeah. after they you know accept Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. born again, and then you know after that. But but if they don't, if they don't have the mind to learn. Mm-hmm. See, it's black and white, right? The faith is an emphasis on the definite. There's no gray area when it comes to your faith. Mm-hmm. Either either you're leaning to your own to his understanding, or you're okay. leaning to your own understanding. Oh, okay, ain't no ain't no in between. Yep. Right? If I'm not leaning on his understanding, then I'm leaning on my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? If I'm not trusting in him, then I'm trusting in me. Ain't no, ain't no in between. It's like, man, you got you, you on this side or that side. Right. Is it, it is as uh, uh, black and white or plain or simple as as it, it can be. The faith life, and so we got to understand these 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 nuances of faith mm-hmm. if we're going to be successful and and living by faith, so that we can ascertain all that God has called us to ascertain when it comes to the faith life. So to go to go along with that answer, I, I want to ask this: Is it and I guess this is kind of just for the sake of clarification. Is it uh, a situation where everyone has the same potential for their faith or is there certain designations of, you know, like this person might have a, a greater potential for faith or this person, you know, is, is only destined to have a, a mid tier level of faith. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, every, everybody has a, a, a preordained path, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. But could someone who is on the path to be the best janitor in the world able to have the same level of faith as someone who's, you know, moving metaphorical mountains, so to speak? You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the answer to that is yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to go to the scripture in Romans, right? Romans, the, um, the 12th chapter, the third verse, right? Romans, the 12th chapter, third verse. You, the question was, does everybody have the ability to get it to a certain degree of faith. Yes. Right. So, so we all start at the same place when it comes to faith, mm-hmm. like, 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 uh, uh, Benny Hinn, Bishop Jakes, all these, you know, people, they don't, they, they all started at the same place we start. Right. Romans, the 12th chapter, the third verse, lets us know that it reads, it says this, it says, for I say through the grace of given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think of himself soberly, according as God had dealt to every man, to every man, the measure of faith, right? And that every man speaks to every man that, that, that is, that is uh, a born again believer, right? Okay. So what we mean by that is that we're measured. That means a limited amount. It means a, a degree of something. Mm-hmm. In this case, it means the least that you can possibly have. So this past week I was meditating in the scripture over in uh, Matthew, where we talked about the mustard seed. And the Lord spoke to me, this thought came to me, you don't have to have a whole lot of faith to get a whole lot done. Mm-hmm. Because in that particular verse, he says, he said, if you had, if you had, they, 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 the, the man brought the, uh, his son for the disciples to try to cast him out and, and, um, and they couldn't do it. And then afterwards they asked him, 
They said, Lord, why, why couldn't we do it? He said, because of your unbelief. Mm -hmm. Then he went on to teach them. Uh, what's, what I love about that is in that particular chapter in Matthew, uh, he had just come out, come from the Mount of Transfiguration when the Lord declared, hear ye him. Right? He, here's the one that you're supposed to be listening to, Peter. Here's the one. Go Let all your disciples know. He is the man. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the man. I know Moses was good. I know, I know the prophets was good. But Jesus is that one. Mm -hmm. Right? Listen to him. And then immediately he began to teach them about faith. That, that lets us know how important, how important faith is. Yeah. It lets us know how important it is. And so he said, he said, if you had the faith as a mustard seed, ye shall be able to say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the it, and, and it shall And it shall obey. It'll, it'll do what you tell it to do. Mm -hmm. Right? And so that speaks to the might, how mighty that faith is. I believe in that case, the, mess, the mustard seed um, is, is Jesus, was Jesus' way of talking about the measure of faith that measure, that limited amount of faith. I really believe the measure of faith, think about this, let's think about the might of faith. And that's what we're talking about, the might of faith. Mm -hmm. The greatest, I heard Benny Hinn describe it this way. I heard, uh, all, you know, a lot of great preachers describe the greatest miracle is new birth. Mm -hmm. The greatest miracle that man can experience is being born again and born into the kingdom of God is new birth. Well, that new birth, that, that greatest miracle was initiated or is the product of the measure the limited amount of faith mm -hmm. excuse me, that we receive, I believe it's simultaneously. Mm -hmm. When Holy Spirit sees, sees you ready, there was, a, there, was a, there was this instance in the Bible where two times, actually when Jesus, when they, when they brought the people, the, they, they lowered the man through the roof, the Bible says Jesus saw they had faith to be healed. Mm -hmm. And then the man was healed. Another time, Paul, 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 or was it Paul or Peter, they looked on the man and, they, and he said they knew he had faith to be healed. And then things happen. I believe when we get to that moment and we know, and the Holy Spirit know, Sister Leslie, ready to be to receive Jesus. Mm -hmm. He he then he then imparts faith mm -hmm. by the Spirit, and and you receive that faith, and instantaneously you're born again in that moment. That measure of faith, that seed form of faith we get produces the greatest miracle we can ever experience. That's the might of our faith. See, I don't think we give our faith the credit it deserves. Mm -hmm. It's the mightiest thing. We, it's one of the mightiest components of our salvation that we have. And we have to, we have to, even the, even the, Jesus, even that little bitty faith. If you, listen, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you could have released this young man that's been, that's been bound by this demon all of his life. Yeah. The little bit of faith. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about increasing your faith. Don't think you got to have great faith. Don't think you got to do, have, have faith of, you know, your favorite preacher, whoever that is. No, you just need a little bit. They can take that little measure and and it's not by coincidence and we always talk about this god everything god did was intentional yeah and the mustard seed i don't, I don't know how much of a cook you are but <laughs> i don't know but it's not by coincidence that he used the mustard seed like you yeah. said you don't need a whole lot of faith to get right. a little bit done because the mustard seed is like so tiny yeah. like right a ballpoint pen head right but it has such robust flavor like yeah. Uh, only a few of them is all you need. If you're using a little bit of mustard seed in a recipe, if you use too much, oh, it'll good. ruin I, the that's dish. Good. I know that's it'll nice. ruin that's the nice. dish. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I'm you just need yeah, yeah, just yeah, a little yeah. bit. Otherwise it's too much. So I don't think it's by coincidence. So you're saying, so you're saying the mustard seed mm -hmm. is one of the most, is, even though it's, it's the least in size of all seeds, but it, it, it emits some of the most powerful flavor. Yes. So you can't use a whole lot of it, or that thing, that thing will drown everything else out. Right. Oh, that's good. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's real good. Yeah. You like that? That's good. You like that? So I like that. Yeah. So when that's you good. said you, don't, I just need you don't need a whole lot of faith, right. to get a whole lot done, 
And then you brought up the mustard seed. I was like, yeah, that it was like I had a revelation right there. No, that's that good. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. With the actual mustard seed. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. so in your in your experience in cooking and mm-hmm. using the mustard seed to add flavor, you mm-hmm. you realize I can't use a whole lot because this thing Correct. powerful. Right. This thing powerful. Mm-hmm. This thing will take over everything. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's how <laughs> that thing works. I like that. That's how it works. Yeah. That's that's how faith, man. You yeah. get a little bit. Of, you get just a little bit in somebody, man. It, it'll take over. Yeah. yeah. It'll take over. You you express a little bit of faith. Mm-hmm. You show a little bit of faith. That thing can. Move Mm-hmm. mountains the bible says and, and the word mountains there really i think i mentioned this before it's metaphorically speaks of governmental structures and governmental systems mm-hmm. he said jesus if you had a little faith you you, you know, I, I, I like a title listen the might of faith moves mountains it doesn't say god moves the mountain it doesn't say jesus moves the mountain it don't say holy spirit moves the mountain it says the might of my faith mm-hmm. But while here folks praying, Lord, move this mountain. Lord, gonna move that mountain out of your life. No, he ain't. That, that ain't how it works. That ain't how it works. Faith don't work like that. He makes no, it so simple. Though. No, no but, but, but we got to understand that. This is the faith life. We we have to learn how to activate, have to, how to execute all the aspects of, mm-hmm. of our faith life. That's why it's important that we people hear this and teach this and connect with us because God has given us some insight and revelation on the faith life mm-hmm. and how the life and power to make the changes in your life you need, you already have. Mm-hmm. But the aroma, the aroma, the flavor of faith, oh, I think I might, we might have to come up with that. That's the oh, message. The That's the title message. The flavor of faith. <laughs> the flavor of faith can take over everything. Mm-hmm. Man. Sister Leslie, I like that. Okay. The so let's let's get into the the, the different measures of faith. The yeah. you know different different types of faith. Um, it's very interesting. Can we talk about? Um, well, let's let's start from the top here. We we we, we want to talk about the measure of faith given to every man. Right. So that that, that measure of faith is 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 discharged to your heart at new birth. Now you have to grow that faith because it's coming to you in seed form. I believe it was just Cultivated. enough. Mm-hmm. It was just enough for you to receive Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now you got to read the written. Okay. Now you got to read the written. Now you got to learn the language of faith. Mm-hmm. Now you got to learn the language of faith. Once you learn the language of God, now, now God can speak to you because we're talking about the God kind of faith. We're not talking about human deformed and warped and, and weak faith. We're talking about the God kind of faith, which speaks to things. The mm-hmm. God kind of faith, which calls things, which be not as though they were. Mm-hmm. The God kind of faith that sees a mountain and says, listen, I'm going to deal with you. Right. The God kind of faith that that is bold and, and courageous, the God kind of faith that 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 he's the call to intimacy. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're talking about that that degree of faith where where we take on the challenges of becoming who this God wants us to become. That begins at the measure with a measure of faith. Now, as I read it, now it begins to grow. Right. So uh, I think at one time, one time the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. Jesus basically said, you got to put it in practice when you put mm-hmm. it in use it to grow. Right. So so like watering the with the word. Like watering watering it by the word. Mm-hmm. It it it'll 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 God will cause that measure to grow. Right. So um there's the there's the idea of the general degree of faith, mm-hmm. but then there's the specific things that God will speak to you along your walk with him that adds to your faith as well. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is that faith is the most the most important factor, one of the most important factors when it comes to us, you know, being who this God has called us to be. Uh, then we, 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 do, we just talked about the mustard seed and, and, and what that means, the aroma and, and the power of that. Another aspect of the mustard seed is they say that seed has a tenacity to grow in any condition. 
mm. has a tenacity to grow in any can. You can put a seed in the desert. I'm mm. seed in the desert. That bad boy, that bad boy sprout up after a while. Mm. It has the ability to it, it to go real deep. Its roots go real deep into the ground, right? Mm. So um, it becomes, as, as Jesus put, it becomes one the, the greatest of all trees. It's that that birds come and lodge in the branches of the mustard of the mustard tree. Mm -hmm. right? It's a powerful, strong, deeply rooted tree, and it can grow in the, in some of the most arid places. Right. So that's another aspect of the mustard seed. Mm -hmm. But it starts off as the least of all seeds in the sense of the size. Mm -hmm. So Jesus said, you don't need a whole lot of faith to get a whole lot done. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we get over into the might of our faith when it comes to the sifting. Right. So in Luke's gospel, Jesus was on his way to the cross. And Peter, being the Peter that he was, he um, he said, Lord, he said, Lord, uh, I'm willing, I'm willing to go all the way with this thing. I'm willing to die for you if you come down to it. Jesus looked at him and said, Oh, Peter. Oh, Peter. I I get it. I get it. I get it, son. I I I know. I, I get it, Simon. But listen, the cock gonna crow three times. No, I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. He said, Simon, he said, Peter, Peter, Satan has desired to have you. Mm. That he might sift you. you. He said he desired to have you that he might sift you. Mm. In other words, Peter got to go, you, Peter, you're going to go through something. Right. You're going to go through something. You know, there's still something in you that's going to give him space and room to come in your life and take you through something, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times, a lot of times we think we're ready for things that we're not quite ready for. Mm -hmm. Right. So he says, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you. So you got to have you first. So you got to have, a, he got to have room in your life. You got to have a place in your life that he might sift you. Mm -hmm. The idea of sifting means to separate the whole idea of sifting is to separate. Same thing, same thing happened to us in the garden. Mm -hmm. The whole idea is the first thing the enemy has to do is separate you before he can do what he wants to do. He got to separate you from your God. He got to separate you from intimacy. He got to separate you from fellowship. That's you why want you to separate you. Ain't no space in love. Ain't no space in love. <laughs> ain't no space in love. You got it. Ain't no space in love. That's a whole nother revelation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But ain't no space in love, right? <laughs> the reason most couples have issues because they get too much space, mm -hmm. right? Most men they want space. No, nah, man, you got married. When you when you said when you said I do I want to marry you you said I don't want no more space mm -hmm. right there ain't no space in love right so mm -hmm. so Satan wants to separate you mm -hmm. to create space mm -hmm. so that he can do what he want to do Jesus at that moment did something most powerful he demonstrated a level of of confidence in faith like nothing else before mm -hmm. he said but I prayed for you mm -hmm. now we talking about Jesus praying for you. Like we we talking about somebody that's gonna reach heaven. <laughs> like we ain't talking about folks that's gonna, you know, the folks yeah. that's bouncing off the scene. We're talking about somebody that's gonna reach heaven. He said, But I prayed for you that your faith failed thee Oh my God, the mm. faith. That lets us know how powerful our faith is, mm. how great our faith is. Jesus yeah. said, Your faith is gonna cause you to overcome this thing. Your faith, you believing. Mm -hmm. You believing. As we talked last week, the fight is to believe. Right. That's the fight. We asked somebody. We asked somebody recently. Man, let's ask somebody recently. What's the fight of faith? They came up with all kind of stuff. <laughs> they started saying, "Oh no, 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 no. Well, what's the fight of faith about?" And, oh, I ain't. This, uh, you know. Yeah. No, the fight is to yeah, believe. A right. The fight is to believe. The fight is to believe. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay, <laughs> acronyms. I'm sorry. They came up with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, I love him. I love him. I love him good. I love him good. But he, he was off on that. I love him good. Yeah. But he was off on that. Yeah. The fight is to believe. Mm -hmm. Jesus demonstrated. Jesus, Jesus said, "Listen, thou shalt not leave my soul in hell. Neither that shall that cause thy holy one to see corruption." He had to believe God was going to raise him from the dead. Mm -hmm. 
That thing didn't happen by no mystical power that God. No, he had it happened by faith. Right. That happened by faith. Mm-hmm. He quoted the scripture. That happened by faith. He read something. He believed. He read it. God spoke it to his heart. That's you, son. And this is what's going to happen. He received it and he confessed it. Now you ain't going to leave my soul in hell. Neither shall that suffer that holy one to see corruption. I'm coming up out of this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I believe he was quoting right why when he was a heart, when he was in the belly of the earth, he was quoting it. He was declaring it. He was quoting. He knew he had the victory. Mm-hmm. Part of faith. He said, I pray for you that your faith fail thee not. Man. So I have a question and I kind of been mulling this around for, for, for a minute or so. Um, is, is the greatest level of faith equivalent to a childlike faith? Hmm. That's a great question. Is the greatest level of faith. So, so I'm going, I'm going to say an affirmative yes on that. Right. So let's deal with the two. The two, Let's deal with the two people in the word of God where great faith was was um, was characterized. Mm-hmm. Jesus only spoke to two people or, or referenced two people as having great faith. Now, I believe there was others in the Bible that had great faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and we mentioned in pre-show with Abraham, David, uh, Moses and a lot of the people he mentioned, I believe um, um, uh, Noah demonstrated the same kind of great faith. Mm-hmm. Right. So so great faith is characterized um, first and foremost in the, by the centurion servant in Matthew's gospel, the eighth chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's in Luke also. I think it's like Luke now, but in Matthew, the eighth chapter, I like that, that rendition of it. Matter of fact, I want to read it. Um, it, uh, it, it, it comes clear. Things become clear on, on exactly what, what the great faith looks like. He says, uh, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there would came unto him a centurion beseeching him. And saying, my servant lieth homesick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I'll come and heal him. Now, the centurion said this. He says, listen. The centurion said, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know you, Jesus, and I know you're willing to come. But listen, I am not worthy for you to come into my roof. He says, but speak the word only. Again, the proceeding word, mm-hmm. the spoken word, the rhema word. He didn't quote the old, and this, this particular centurion, Knew the Bible. He knew the scripture. Uh, I said the Bible. The scripture in their day. Because he, he, in Luke, talks about how generous he was toward the Jews. He built them a synagogue. He attended, he, he, I'm sure he talked to the, to the uh, Jews about the scripture. So he, he knew, he knew uh, he could probably, you know, apply a scripture to his life and, you know, it, it'd be good. Mm-hmm. But no, he says, no, you speak the word only. You speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And then he, he gave him the example of why he understood the power of a king, okay. right? So, the, okay. so one of the characteristics we got to bring in, in line when it comes to great faith is you can't be religious oriented. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jesus didn't come to bring a religion to the earth. He came to bring a kingdom. Man didn't lose religion when he failed. He lost dominion. He lost kingdom authority. Mm-hmm. Jesus came to restore what was lost. So, so he said this. I'm a man under authority. This kingdom line, this kingdom conversation now, <laughs> this kingdom talk here. Right. I'm a man under authority having soldiers under me. Listen, I say to this man, go. And guess what he do? He go. He go. <laughs> and I say another one, go with here. And to another, come. And guess what he do? He come. And to my servant, do this. And guess what? He do with it. Mm-hmm. So he understood the, the power of a king's word. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, um, um, oh my goodness. It says, um, the word of a king is power. Mm-hmm. The power of the king is, is, is in his word. Mm-hmm. Is what he says. Yeah. He, he understood this. Mm-hmm. 
He revealed this. What did Jesus come? He said, he said, I'm come to preach the kingdom of God. Repent for the kingdom. Jesus said, my God, this man got it. <laughs> he said, this, he said, he said, boys, I ain't saw a man with faith, not even in Israel. Mm. They don't got it like this dude got it. Mm -hmm. But this, this, this man understood kingdom. He understood authority. He wasn't with the religious stuff folks was talking about. Mm -hmm. He says, they said, he said, when he heard this, he said, when Jesus heard this, he marveled. He marveled like, my God, <laughs> this man here, right? As a child, he just took him at his word. Right. Right. He just took him at his word. Mm -hmm. He just took him at his word. Jesus said, listen, according to your faith, be it, be it unto you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Your son will be healed. Your servant should be healed. Right. It, I mean, that's the child likeness. So, so, to, so great faith, great faith is equivalent to the child likeness that God wants us to have. When you tell, when you tell uh, Allie, you're going to do something for her. Yeah. Man, baby, go off telling everybody. She's going to tell everybody about it. Mm -hmm. Daddy's going to do this for me. Daddy's going to get this for me. Daddy's going to have this for me. Man, it's a done deal. Because she, she got right. faith in her dad. She got right. faith, in her daddy's, faith in her daddy's Dad's word. word. Right. 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 That's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Right. So the, so the question is great. It's a wonderful question as it pertains to the greatness of faith as it compares to childlikeness. What people miss, they miss, um, they miss, oh, they, they miss value. I'll say it like that. About Abraham. About Abraham, twice. About Abraham was when God, what I call the great ask. Mm -hmm. When God asked Abraham in Genesis 12 to leave everything, everything, yeah. to uproot himself and, and leave everything, your, your inheritance, leave everything. Mm -hmm. That's why God had the value stack. See, we got this thing now, value stack. We think, we think, uh, we think, you know, some great marketer came up with that. No, God was the first one to value stack, mm. right? We're talking about marketing. He, he said, I'm going I'm I'm to do this for you. I'm going 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 to bless you. You're going to be blessed. He value stack. When Abraham saw the value that God was, man, he said, no, nah, I'm out of here. He left. The Bible says, and Abraham departed. <laughs> right. <laughs> After the guy showed him all the, all the stuff, I was, he said, and Abraham departed. Mm -hmm. And he stacked all the value that he was going to bring to Abraham, he said, and he left everything, right? That was great, childlike. That was great. Mm -hmm. That was childlike. But you will have some folks who say, "Well, you shouldn't be doing nothing to get. You shouldn't be doing being obedient to get anything." Well, that's what Abraham, Abraham did. Abraham did that, right? Obviously, listen. If you if 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 you're willing and obedient, mm -hmm. you're gonna eat the good of the land. Mm -hmm. If if that don't if that ain't motivation <laughs> to be obedient, I don't know what it is. But the religious folks will say, "Well, you should you should just be doing it because you love God." They're okay. Go ahead on. Right. But the key, the key to that then kind of moves over to you You have to know your father's voice. You got to know You have voice. to know your father's voice. You, know. you have to know his word. Right. Amen. And if you don't read the written, you'll never be able to recognize the voice of the spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't read what he's written, forget about hearing what he's saying. Right. I mean, that's just, you're just playing games. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so the greatness of faith, the greatness of faith, the first guy recognized the power of a king. He saw Jesus not as a religious man, but a king. Mm -hmm. Man, he been hurt. I've been watching you use your words. Man, just speak the word only. And my servant, and my servant shall be healed. Mm -hmm. Right? The second person that Jesus characterized having great faith was the Seraphonician woman. Right? She saw a whole different side of a king. Both of them saw him as a king. Mm -hmm. He saw the authority of the king. She saw the compassion of a king. Mm -hmm. She saw the compassion of a king. Mm -hmm. Right, so so authority without compassion mm -hmm. becomes becomes uh, I'm gonna make up a word here tyrannism tyrannism right? tyrannism okay. right? you become a tyrant Ty tyranny 
Tyrion. Okay, Tyrion. I like Tyrion. I like Tyrion. Tyrion. I like Tyrion. 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 I like Tyrion. Yeah, I like that. Right? But I like to make up. He loves isms. Yeah, Yeah, you know. But the point is, but the point is, you become you become tired you f- without compassion, mm-hmm. right? You can't put nobody in authority that don't have compassion for people, right? Because when they mess up, oh, we just fire them. No, you don't just fire them. You don't just, you actually I should fire you because you hired them, right? So you the one I should be firing, yeah, right? So so you have to have. She saw the compassion of a king. Mm-hmm. So Jesus was was a was a perfect balance of, of both authority and compassion. So so this woman. Appeal because she was she was outside of the Commonwealth of Israel, and you know for the sake of time we ain't gonna go through everything that 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 took place in there. But she basically came um, and she said she, the Bible says she cried out right. So mm-hmm. and she and she appealed. This is why we know she appealed to the king in them because she said, "Thou son of David." Mm, and David was and David, king. and David was and Jesus came in the in the authority of the throne of David, mm-hmm. right? So she said, "Thou son of David." So she appealing she's appealing to the king in them. Mm-hmm. She says. Um, you know, uh, she, you know, she had a situation where she, her daughter needed to be healed. And Jesus, Jesus ignored her. He just ignored her. He ain't paying no attention. And the disciples said, Lord, she crying. I'm going to do something about this. She crying. I'm only sending her to the law. She with the house of Israel. Mm-hmm. Right? I ain't paying that no attention. She kept on coming. The Bible says, she can't be worse. He said, it's not meat to give the children's bread unto the dogs. Oh, man, that was a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. But then she came back at him. She came back at it. She said, yay, Lord. She says, you're right. I give you that one. I can't get around that. She said, but even the puppies, that were dogs, that was for, the, for it means a little puppy. Okay. Right? It means a little puppy. We know how we are about little puppies. Mm-hmm. Right? We know. Some people. Yeah, some yeah. folk feed their puppies from the table. <laughs> right? <laughs> some people. You're right about some people. The puppy will be out the door. Right. Um, but listen, she said, even the, even, the, even the puppies eat from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Yep. Oh, Jesus man. stopped. He said, my God. <laughs> he said, woman. I can't fight with he that. He said, one. woman, I can't compete with that. You done tapped something in me. It's too much having both of y'all react like that. <laughs> right, I just right. want y'all to understand. <laughs> y'all doing it at the same time is a little much for me. She get it all the time. She get right, it, right. it all the time. It's just coming out of her. <laughs> woman, great is thy faith. My God, where you get that from? I can't deal with that. <laughs> No home, your daughter healed. Mm-hmm. Woman, great. So, so, but she appealed to the. She saw the compassion of the king, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the the centurion servant, he knew how to appeal to the authority of a king. Mm-hmm. Speak the word only to get a word out of him. She appealed to the compassion of a king to get a word out of him. Oh, it's a beautiful revelation. But it's look, and even in saying that, a little crumb could have been like a mustard seed. Like a mustard seed, mm-hmm. right, right, exactly. That, right? a little bit, a right. Little a little crumb. crumb can, just give me a little crumb. Just give me a little bit, yeah. and, and I'll make that thing work. That's amazing. Right. But, 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 the compassion, mm-hmm. man, the compassion is love in motion. It's mm-hmm. the stirring of love. She stirred his love. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. She wasn't even, he wasn't even supposed to be dealing with her. Right. <laughs> But when, see, you stir his love, man, you get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You get whatever you want. It's all about intimacy. See, that's what that speaks to. You get that right. Don't turn this to no gospel right, love right. session. Right, right. I ain't ready for that yet. Don't <laughs> <laughs> turn this thing to a gospel love session before we, before we run around here. But she appealed, she appealed to the compassion to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He says, woman, great is thy faith. So great faith, great faith recognizes authority at the same time love mm-hmm. and compassion. And so what, what is it that a child, a child that brings the greatest glory or, 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 or um, 
honor to a father is when he, when they recognize his authority, but yet they still they still understand his compassion mm-hmm. and they're able to love and they're able to love each other in a way mm-hmm. that that's that's beautiful. And so, um, mm-hmm. to the long version of the answer to your question, yeah, but it, you know, great faith, it, you know, is characterized like that, and and we see that, um, we see that we see that in those two in those two scenarios that that great faith is something that we. We all can have that measure, that mustard seed measure that we've been given mm-hmm. can grow into a great, uh, a degree of faith that God can say, great is that faith. But you got to understand the theory of a king and the compassion of a king. Mm-hmm. So I want to get into faith overcame death. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's very interesting yeah, that's because I, it, it, based based on on what the word says and, and, and a lot of the teaching that I've that I've you know gotten from you. We were meant to live forever. No doubt about it, man. Right? No doubt about and it. And the fall of Adam is really what what halted that process. Right. 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 So let's let's talk about how faith overcame death. Right. So so um there was there was multiple resurrections throughout the Bible, right? Um, but I like to focus on 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 I want to focus on these two. One was Isaac, mm-hmm. right? Um I want to read it. It's in Hebrews, right? And it talks about Abraham uh in the in that in that hall of faith. But what a lot of folks miss is how Abraham actually um, demonstrated a degree of faith that that, you know, they just focus on him being, you know, him causing his organs to come alive. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, as we just focus on him walking away from it, all that was faith. But what Abraham is known for, based upon what happened in Romans, the fourth chapter, God said, you know, you know, his loins being now dead. He believed God. Mm -hmm. That was all good. Right. But but that's all connected to what happened here in um. In uh, early in, in Hebrews, when they talked about Abraham, um, can I just comment on that quick? That yeah, that, that, that that is so powerful. It, it, it just it like so so the importance of being able to hear our Father's voice. There's there's such a subtlety in the ways that we can be healed. Mm-hmm. You're talking about reviving organs, yeah. not necessarily the the, the entire person, right. but it's, you have to be organs. able to hear that to to be accurate yeah. with with what you speak to speak to a specific thing to right. give it life. Right? Amen. It's not just Amen. body rise. Right. It's right. not just eyes open. It's a specific thing. It's Abraham. You are gonna have a son, man. Right. You're gonna go. have a son. Right. You're gonna have a son. I don't care what the body telling you, you bring it forth. Right. I don't care what your body doing, right. you're gonna have a son. That's what, that's what right. Nobody him. ask him how that's gonna that's, get done. Don't wrong. nobody ask him how that's gonna get done. <laughs> oh man. He said, you gonna have a son. That's all he had to tell him. That thing gonna work. It's oh, gonna work. Here we go. See? No, nobody said anything either. It's gonna up. work. That's what he told him. That's what he said to him. We don't know. Is what this kind, what you were talking we about? Know, we don't know what kind of conversations. <laughs> we don't know what kind of conversations him and guy had in, in the cool of the night. Man, that thing gonna come alive, man. Keep on going up in there, man. That thing coming alive. Man. Uh, here we go. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so 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 yes, but that's exactly what happened. Is is you're right? I mean, I mean, any any aspect of your anatomy, man, he is it, it, it can come alive, right? So so what happened? Even in that instance, we get the Hebrews, and it says. By faith, Abraham, when he had was tried, offered up Isaac, and and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom he it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. It, 
the, uh, I believe Paul emphasized that because, man, this was the promised seed. Mm-hmm. Like everything centered, everything that God, that he walked away from his inheritance for, everything that Abraham walked away from his family for was, was bound in Isaac, his seed. Mm-hmm. This was a critical moment for him. Like, like if I kill, if I, if, if, if he, if I, if Isaac ain't around, then everything that God promised is for not. I ain't going to walk in none of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was all centered around Isaac. Mm-hmm. And Isaac shall thy seed be blessed. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it says this, um, in whom, that in Isaac shall that seed be blessed. Accounting. Now, accounting. We got to read that word accounting. Part of part of our faith life is there's a reckoning. There's a reconciliation, a reconciling, right? It's an accounting term. Mm-hmm. Abraham accounted, right? That puts us in the mind of faith mm-hmm. that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received them in the figure. That's when folks get lost. You never hear preachers talk about that part in whom also he received them in the figure. They, you never see him touch that. But, but to the glory of God, uh, I meditated in that thing. God, God brought that thing alive to me. It says, accounting that God was able to raise him up, mm-hmm. right? So in Abraham's mind, even if I slay him right now with this knife, God going to raise him up. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was how Abraham saw his way of coming out of this thing. Yeah. God going to raise him up. And we know it was by faith because when he left the, the lads at the, at the bottom of the mountain, he says, yeah, y'all, y'all chill down here. Me and my son, we're going to go up here and worship God. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. He knew he was coming back with a son. Mm-hmm. He knew he was coming back with If God got to raise him from the dead by faith, in a sense, the Bible says, even from even from there, from whence also he received them in a figure. So in in a in a that's where it's where we get our word, uh it's parabole in the uh parabole in the Greek where we get our word parable from, right? Mm-hmm. And it actually means it actually means um a, a shadow or type or gives you a picture of it. Now, when was the first time? that Abraham received them in the figure. What's the question I put before the Lord? Mm-hmm. And he spoke to my heart mm-hmm. when he was dead in his loins. When he was dead in his loins, mm-hmm. he raised him from the dead then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he raised them then, he can raise them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how we overcome death. Mm-hmm. That was a, a, a revelation of him overcoming death. First thing we get about him overcoming death. If he raised him from the dead then, when he was in my loins, son, and I believe, here's what I believe. <clears throat> I believe Abraham explained all that to Isaac. Because we don't see Isaac fighting. And Isaac wasn't no little boy at the time. He was, mm-hmm. he was, he was they say, between 21 and 37 years old. So if he wanted a strong-armed daddy who was over 100 years old, for putting him on that ward, he could have done it easily. Mm-hmm. But I believe Abraham sat him and he said, listen, son, there was a time when daddy's stuff wasn't working. Mm-hmm. God said, I'm going to bring forth you. And he quickened you, right? You was dead in my loins, mm-hmm. but he quickened you. I couldn't, I couldn't make it happen. But I quickened you. Mm-hmm. God quickened you. Right? You came forth. Now, God has asked me to offer you up. Right? And their mind offer up mean, meant to kill. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's right. a whole other meaning, right? Mm-hmm. He says, listen, you're the key to the promise of God happening for our nation. Mm-hmm. Just like he raised you up, when you, just like he, he raised you from the dead when you was in my loins, if I kill you now, God will raise you up now because you're the key and God can't break his promise. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just said, okay, daddy, let's do it. Man, that thing moved God. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I got, a, I got something, the, I got something caught in the thicket over there. Right. You got to do that. I got, I got something caught in the thicket over there. Mm-hmm. Go get that. Now I know. Mm-hmm. Not, not, and it's not that I don't believe God know, but now, but now you know Abraham and I really believe at the time it was about Isaac knowing. Mm. It's about Isaac knowing. Mm. Now Isaac knows. 
Now Isaac, no. See, yeah. now now how now now what what Isaac seeing his what Isaac seeing his father mm-hmm. being devoted to God in that degree, what Isaac seeing the faith of how can he not live by faith? Yeah. How can he not go on by faith? Mm-hmm. Yep. My dad was willing to, to slay me to please God. How can he not? How, man, it was it was it was it was a powerful moment. Mm-hmm. Faith overcoming death. Yeah. Right? Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Jesus in the, from the grave. Lazarus. Faith so powerful. Man, leave him in the grave three days. I ain't worried about that. Leave him in there three days. Mm-hmm. I want folks to realize what a lot of folks don't understand that in in the in the um in the in the Hebrew mind and the customs and cultures of that day, it took three days for the spirit to leave the body and to go where it was going. Mm-hmm. After three days, that's when they say, no, he's shown up there, not his spirit. So, so Jesus had to be sure folks knew. Mm-hmm. After three days, listen, mm-hmm. he's going to be good. We got to wait so these folks will know in the might of faith. And he went on and did what he did. And then obviously Jesus, we talked about that already, him believing the scripture that in Psalm that says, Thou shalt not leave my soul in hell, neither shalt thou cause thou allow thou, the, the Holy One to see corruption. Right? Mm-hmm. He believed it. And God raised him from the dead mm-hmm. and declared him to be the Son of God by faith. That's what the Bible says. He declared him to be the Son of God by faith when he raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. The Son of God had to believe. So that's how death, that's how, that's how faith overcomes death. And the same thing, we might have dead situations out in our life. We might have dead, dead, dead uh, lang- uh, marriages. We might have dead businesses. We might have dead whatever. Whatever's lifeless in your life. By faith, you can resurrect it. But you got to receive a word, then you got to speak a word. Mm-hmm. And the might of that rece- receiving and speaking mm-hmm. will bring life. He told, he told, um, he told um, um, Ezekiel, man, speak to them dry bones, man. Speak, talk to them bones. Call them bones to come alive. Man, he says, speaking to them, the, the joints and, and, and cartilage and sinews start coming together mm-hmm. because, because, because of the faith in the words that were spoken. We believe, therefore we speak. Mm-hmm. Paul said, we also believe and therefore speak. Right. That took place over in, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Mm-hmm. So, so when you talk about faith overcoming death, the might of our faith, that's what it's all about. But we got we to gotta understand how faith works. Yeah. Right? Stephen was a man full of faith, the Bible says. Full of faith. And because of his faith, he said, after that, he did great and mighty miracles mm-hmm. because of his faith. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, faith is, is, is mighty. We just got to give it the credit that is due. Amen. We don't need a whole lot of faith to get a whole lot done. That's good. That's good. I'm thinking, yeah. No, I was thinking about um, believing and then speaking too, as you were saying it, because, you know, when you're little, you don't really understand the importance of speaking it. And my grandmother used to, they didn't have post-its then, but she would write stuff on pieces of paper and just tape it on the mirror or wherever in the bathroom. And you could hear her. She would be reading whatever it was that she wrote down. And so... I'm just sitting here as Damaris was talking and I was thinking about that and it brought me back to when we would be at her house as a child. We would say, at first we would, you know, we would be like, why grandma always saying that stuff? Why grandma? But once you really read the word and understand it and you understand how important it is to speak it, that's why um, speaking is all over the Bible. You yeah, know, yeah, death yeah. and life yeah. is in the power of the tongue right. and those who love it show the fruit thereof. You got to either speak it into existence because if you don't speak it, 
Sometimes, well, you can speak death too, but that's yeah. not what we want to focus on. We want to focus on speaking life. But, right. My yeah. brother Gene, brother Gene Copeland, powerful man of God. He got a, he got a um, a brand he called the Ministry of Your Mouth. Mm-hmm. The Ministry of Your Mouth and how your mouth controls and dictates what happens in your life is a powerful revelation. I want to I want to close by reading the scripture. It says uh, Mark eleven, mm-hmm. verse twenty two says, and Jesus answering said unto them, Have the faith. Of God, or in other words, or have the God kind of faith. We're talking about the God kind of faith in the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. He says, for, for verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, that word say is a powerful word. It's the word epo in the Greek. It literally means to say the same as. Mm-hmm. Whosoever shall say what's been said to them. I want to bring that forth. Whosoever, whosoever shall say the word that's proceeded out of God's mouth and has planted itself into your heart. Mm-hmm. Who shall ever shall say what's been said to them? Who shall ever shall say unto this mountain to say the same as, to say the same thing that word says about the saying inside of you. Mm-hmm. So when God said to Abraham, you're going to have a son. Abraham, he had to keep saying to himself, I'm going to have a son. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a son. My loins going to work. I'm going to have a son. When God said that, the one with the issue of blood, she said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be made whole. I'm going to be made. She had to keep saying it. She mm-hmm. had to keep saying it. She had, she had to keep saying the same thing. She had to keep saying it. Right, say to this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in what you're saying? Right. Do you believe in what you're saying? Mm-hmm. If you're not saying what's being said to you, I understand why you don't believe it. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying something that's been said to you, if you're saying something that's proceeded out of the mouth of God, mm-hmm. as the centurion servant said, listen, I say one do this, it's done. Mm-hmm. I tell him to go here, he go. Right. The power and the might of our faith is released through our words, through the ministry of our mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm done, Sister Leslie. Praise God. <laughs> so um, we want to we wanna, um, just mention briefly that the book is uh, doing well. We got a... Um, we got a um, uh, podcast we got to do after this mm-hmm. uh, that we got to we got to talk about you know reparations now and why and we just want to encourage you guys to go to my website DamarisJohnson.com get the book this is again the will of God for black America to be granted reparations it's time for that to happen they just recently passed uh, just just get out of the um, judiciary uh, position by by adopting HR voted to adopt HR 40 which is the study uh, which is the the uh, um, a bill that's for the commissioning the study of slavery and its impact on black America today. And then they're going to come forth with some proposals as far as, you know, a reparations program for black America. So it is the beginning is a monumental step. It's the beginning of, I believe the will of God for black America to be granted reparations. So I would encourage you to do that. And with that, we want to thank you for watching. Make sure that you share, like, comment, um, ask questions, but you know, uh, uh, follows on YouTube, follows on, on Instagram, follows on Twitter, so that you can continue to hear this life changing revelation uh, on the faith life. And until next time, God bless you and be. <laughs>